What's up, Bravehearts community? This is Sean Heineman, your premier pre-engagement coach with another segment of A Scary to Mary, wanting you to love fearlessly. I have a special guest with me today. Let me introduce you to our guest. She is a mother of two boys, a licensed clinical social worker, author of the book, Helping Grace and Grieve, which sounds great. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that later. Uh, and the owner of Sweet Sugar Baby Holistic Skincare, which is facial and body scrubs, body oils, and CBD cream, which I myself need to get some. Uh, I'm getting a little older. Uh, Brave Hearts community, let's show some love to Shivani Jones. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I am awesome. Thanks again for taking some time out of your schedule to be a guest on today's uh, podcast. Let me just say to the Bravehearts community, I was listening to her podcast today or the other day, mm-hmm. uh, and I want you to make sure you put your plug in as well. Mm-hmm. But this topic on emotional incest, when she talked about it, I said she went there. Mm-hmm. She decided to talk about it. Absolutely. And, and, yeah. And I said, well, I have to bring her on the show to discuss this in detail because I have a little feedback I want to talk about myself, but I figure who would be better than uh, for Shivani to discuss this topic. So, um, yeah, Shivani, so how are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's a wonderful day. It is. It it's is. It is. Uh, this topic, what, what, what made you decide to tackle a very controversial topic like emotional incest? Because I, I'm, I'm a woman. Okay. And I, I date men. Right. Mm-hmm. And I have two little boys as well. So um, it's something that I'm aware of because I am a uh, licensed therapist, but I see it a lot in our community, you know, and I see how it affects the women that I come into contact with because they're dating men as well. Right. So I see the effects of emotional incest in their adult relationships with their partners. Right. And I've also um, dated someone and been with men that were raised in an emotional incest environment. So it has impacted my relationships, you know, as an adult, uh, I'm a widow. So I became a widow in 2017. So and at that time, my my boys were two and three years old. The thir- the three year old was turning four, um, like the next month. So I had like a two and four year old. And when when people would come up and you know check on me, and they would say, you know, hey, and they would talk to the the, the oldest one, which was like four, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you got to be the man of the house, and you know, just that comment is that's part of emotional incest, you know, um, just kind of putting that burden of a man on a child. And it's just, I would correct them immediately. Uh, uh-uh, this is a kid. This, this is a child. He's not the man of the house. I'm not robbing him of his childhood because something traumatic happened to me within my adulthood, you know? Um, so it's just, it's a very common thing that I personally see. And I know other people are affected by it, but I know sometimes you don't have a name to put on it. And sometimes you don't really, you're not aware that it's something that's unhealthy until you know, you learn more about the topic. So I wanted to bring that to my, um, to my listeners, because it's something that we should learn more about for sure. Yeah. And can you give a little more uh, detail? And I should have asked you about that earlier, a little more detailed description as far as emotional incest, because some people it can throw off. And you talked about being Uh the man of the house, because I know I've, I've been put in that same boat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
Emotional incest is also called enmeshment, right? Mm -hmm. And basically it means that an adult parent, either man or woman, mom or dad, is putting a certain level of their needs onto the child, right? It's very commonly seen in the Black household. If the mom is a single mother, she's raising her her children and she's kind of needing all of this support, emotional support from her children. So she's replacing the man that was there. Maybe the man left, maybe the man died, maybe the man ran off with someone else, who knows? But now she's expecting her children to fulfill those emotional needs and you know it it robs the child of their innocence and robs them of their childhood um it puts them in a place that is very unhealthy and it actually makes them mature a little older than they need to be because they're not even allowed to have regular kid emotions they they think they're the man of the house so they kind of start to exude all these you know exaggerated you know masculine you know uh, emotions and characteristics and it's like you're you're 10 relax Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. but they just feel like I have to be the man and they don't know what that means you know so they're kind of portraying this image of a man and they're being that man to their mother which is completely that's where the emotional incest title comes from because it's completely um inappropriate Mm -hmm. within that relationship yeah so that's what it means that's that's the definition of it Mm -hmm. yeah thanks for breaking that down because I just you know for the listeners and the viewers and what they you know, because they like, what, what are they talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds crazy, but it's yeah. it's it's a real thing. And it's more common than than we think, right? It's very common. People don't know that it's inappropriate. And they think that it's, it's okay to kind of rely on their children in this way. You know, it's, they think it's okay. It's, it's a natural thing. And I don't know if it's, if it's a cultural thing for us that it's just passed down because a lot of our culture, there, there, there is an absence of, of fathers within the household. So you have a lot of mothers raising boys and some men that are thinking that this type of behavior within their relationship with their mother is appropriate. And it's mm. really, it's, it's not. Mm, yeah. Because I know when I was listening to the, your podcast, it just kind of took me back to my childhood and uh, you know, I grew up, you know, I was birthed out of adultery, like, Okay. You know, I, so it was one of those things where my dad was never he was he he came over but mm-hmm. he never was like there oh, in the house like living right. with us you know mm-hmm. so when he wasn't there I had to be the man of the house because I had to help raise my little sister while my mom yeah. worked so yeah. she's like man of the house this this whole unspoken language where I'm just like okay I'm the man of the house uh I guess I'll just emulate what I see on TV, what I think a man should be. Absolutely. And it, it definitely robs you in a lot of, I, I see that a lot with the oldest raising the, the youngest. And it's kind of like they have this large burden of responsibility. And it's like, you're 12 years old. You should not be raising a two-year-old. Like, <laughs> you, know, you, you know, growing up, it's like, can you hang out? No, I got to watch my baby sister. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's not your kid. But a lot of times we do take on those, you know, those roles because somebody has to do it. And in our minds, we have to do it because we have to help mommy out. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's sad. And, I, and like you say, it's more common than we think, but I wish there, well, I guess we're going to talk about that. Uh, how, how does emotional incest affect children later in life? I know you talked about it a little bit and does it affect boys and girls the same? Is it the same effect? 
Um, so it affects, it does affect boys and girls the same to a certain okay. extent, okay. um, because it, it, it matures them quicker. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. boys, like you said, you kind of have to have this exaggerated version of what a man is based off of what you see on TV and TV is not realistic. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it does the same thing for young girls, young girls often mature and they, you know, the term, oh, they're, they're fast. And it's like, they're mm-hmm. fast because you're putting them in this role of being a little woman, right. Of having to raise their kids. So maybe they think that they're more mature so they can at 14 date an 18 or 19 year old, because they feel like, well, I'm just mature for my age because they've been around a lot of adults. A lot of adults may not have censored their communication because they're like, oh, well, she, she's, she's 11. I talk about this with her, or they might talk about their adult relationships with the 11 year old. So the girl may just, you know, be fast and the boy may be fast as well. So they might be a little more promiscuous as they're growing up because in their mind, they're not kids anymore. They don't hang out with the kids and play dolls. They're, they're peers with their parents. So they feel like they're adults. So it, it can affect them the same way. Um, but into adulthood, the way that it impacts adults that were raised in that type of environment, um, multiple ways. So there's a fear of abandonment, right? They have a fear of abandonment because obviously maybe somebody in their life left. So they have that fear. Um, It's hard for them to trust other people. There is also a lack of setting boundaries, right? Because they don't know what boundaries is. They boundaries have never been modeled to them, right? Their mom definitely don't set boundaries because they kind of treat them like they're an adult and they're not, right? Um, They need constant validation. They need someone to constantly be there and constantly say different things to make them feel better. Um, And they struggle with uh, being assertive. They struggle with standing up for themselves. They struggle with uh, putting their foot down, you know? So it definitely impacts them growing up. And then also, you know, when they have these adult relationships, if they don't know how to set boundaries, that means that that parent that was, that they're, you know, in an emotional incest relationship that that parent thinks that they're the third person within the relationship because they're not saying, mom, hey, let me put my foot down. Let me set this boundary. Um, So it becomes like a weird dynamic within the relationship because the mama think that the mama make the decisions with the son, Mm. you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, 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 it's toxic. It's toxic. It's, yeah, mm-hmm. because um, and how how well, yeah. I don't want to get ahead of myself. It's just that I'm excited about this topic, mm-hmm. um, because it does affect a lot of relationships into adulthood. Um, and and there was I think and I think you talked about it on your podcast that one episode of Ayana with Ace Hood and his mom. Yes, you know, perfect example. That was a perfect example. Um, a lot of times the mothers have groomed their, their, their sons to be the man of their dreams. Right. That's Mm kind of, you know, they're getting this emotional fulfillment from their, uh, from their son. So obviously as the son grows up, that's the, the mother becomes the mother that is, um, always bad mouthing the girlfriend, right? Uh, no girl is good enough for her son because her son is perfect. Um, always kind of wants to be involved in the decision-making within that, that, uh, that relationship. Mm. And the mother feels like jealousy towards him having a girlfriend 
because she feels like, okay, well, you're not going to be able to meet my emotional needs because now you have a girlfriend and you're actually meeting her emotional needs mm-hmm. or the financial needs. A lot of times, you know, the, the sons get 16, 18, 20, and they're still helping financially with their mother because the mother has relied on them throughout the whole time. So they have this, um, in their mind, this obligation to provide for their mom and I'm going to take care of my mom and I'm going to buy her a car and I'm going to get her home when I get rich and all these different things. And it sounds great, but you know, when you get married, you're supposed to leave and cleave. So mama got to find her own man, you know, and that is where a lot of the conflict came from with Ace Hood and his mom, Mm -hmm. because his mom was really angry that he put his wife first. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, you know, classic example, Um, because, and I, I know some guys who have that, that dynamic with their mom mm-hmm. and you all, it, it, it's almost like if you tell them about it, they have no idea. Yeah. You know, they're almost oblivious to it. And yeah. it's just like, wow, maybe it's because they're in it that they don't they're see in it. it. Mm-hmm. They're in it. And um, that's how they were raised. So when you're raised in a certain environment, yep. you, that's what you know. You don't know what a healthy relationship looks like. You think, well, you trying to come between me and my mama. And it's like, no, (laughs) I love your mama too, but (laughs) your mom is not the third party within our relationship. She shouldn't um, feel comfortable with making decisions about what we have going on, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's where the tough time um, creating the boundaries, that's where the boundary issues come from as well. Not being able to really set those boundaries with, with your parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boundaries are very important. Have you read uh, uh, "Boundaries" by uh, Henry Cloud and John Townsend? Not yet, but that's on one of that's on my list. Though I've I've seen it, and I'm just like, whoa! I don't know if I'm ready yet. I don't know if I'm mature enough for that book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's gonna push some buttons for real. Yeah. And I always bring that up on the show because you know, boundaries, of course, is is kind of a buzzword like toxic, right? Mm-hmm. But very few of us know how to set them and very few of us know how to bring it up uh, before somebody breaks the boundary. Right. Right. Boundary setting, it it can be very difficult Mm -hmm. um, to do, especially if you are used to this certain toxic style of relationship. So it's two people within that relationship. So your mom has no idea that this is inappropriate And as you grow up, it's our responsibility as adults to say, you know what, maybe she didn't get it right. Maybe she did her best, right? She doesn't know that that was toxic because the older we are, we're more educated sometimes than our parents. So she just did what she thought was right. But as we learn, okay, this is not the way that things should be. Or as we develop relationships with people that are valuable to us, we have to create those boundaries. Um, Because if not, then you will never have a successful, healthy relationship with a romantic partner because Mm -hmm. there is no boundary set. Yeah. Yeah. Why are there so many single, single parent homes? You know, you tell me. You're the man man here. No, um, (laughs) I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, It's it's a number of reasons. It's a number of reasons. Um, One reason is systematic racism. It's it's a societal issue with uh, our Black men being prosecuted and, and being sent to jail more than our 
other counterparts, you mm-hmm. know? So there's, there's that, right? And I'm not saying that, you know, if they do a crime, they shouldn't go to jail, but the way that they're punished, the amount of time that they're punished, they're getting more time and in crucial sentences for things that their counterparts will be slapped on the wrist for, right? Yeah. There's that. Um, also, <sighs> Sometimes the, the family unit isn't valued, right? The family mm-hmm. unit isn't valued. Um, and I'm not going to say it's not valued the way that it was valued back then, because back then, uh, our parents, our mothers, our grandparents, they endured a lot to keep the family together. And a lot of times the endurance was, you know, it looks like, oh, you've been married 50 years, but you don't realize that that 50 years has been a tough 50 years and they couldn't leave, right? They didn't have the resources. They didn't have the education. They didn't have, you know, they had eight kids. How are you leaving your partner with eight kids? And he's the sole provider of all eight of them, right? Um, so now as, you know, women are growing and, and maturing more, one second. I have kids. I'm sorry about that. Um, but as, um, as, as, as black women, you know, we are the most educated population population in the world. So we are now no longer taking anybody's crap and we don't, we are understanding our worth and not saying that men are not treating us right, but it's, it's not a matter of, I have to stay because if I don't stay, I would not financially survive, you know, leaving my partner. So now that we have our own money, we have our own education, mm-hmm. we are able to um, make our own rules and we're able to say, you know, this is not serving me. So I no longer want to be a part of this relationship. Um, but also, like I said, a lot of times we are creating children um, and we're not in a, in a married environment. So it's, it's not looked down upon anymore, which I don't know if it should be or not. I was, you know, I was, I'm a child, you know, out of wedlock, um, which I can't say anything about, you know, children are a blessing. However, um, it can create an issue because raising your children when you're not in some type of family environment can be very tough for the kids and financially um, it can put you in a, a, a bad place, right? It can, as, as a single mother, as a single father, it can put you in a very bad place financially. So a lot of times we are working more. So the kids are home by themselves more. There's not as much discipline. There's not as much, uh, you know, guidance for our young men and our young women. So um, I can't really answer why there are so many um, single households. I, I wish I knew, but I just now in our generation, I don't think that it's valued anymore. I don't think that people mm-hmm. value marriage. They don't value, you know, working together. It's um, it's like a microwave society. If, if I don't like your attitude, I can scroll and find me a new you. And I, I don't have to work on this relationship. I don't have to put the energy into uh, building and uplifting our family. I can just get me somebody else because you're not acting right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what it is now, I think. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I agree. I mean, you know, it, well however you see it is how you see it i you know really wanted to see what your opinion was mm-hmm. con- considering with this topic you right. know because i see it more with moms and sons than i do with say dads and daughters Mm-mm. um you know what I'm saying and that's just from what i see so my yeah. my view can be very skewed in that area but i will say that uh i was doing some research on single parent homes and they are actually the second largest uh demographic when it comes to 
the way households are set. Really? Uh, yes. The first, the first one is blended families. Blended okay. families are the the new family. Oh. And that's then yeah, and then number two, and this is from like census.gov. So this isn't okay. just from you know Pookie and Ray Ray blog. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, so that's number one. Number two is single parent homes. Okay. And then the third one is like the nuclear family. Mm. The, the, the you know so so society has really changed it used to be the nuclear family right you know you had to kind of trickle down system you possibly went through a divorce or whatever and then you had the blended family because you might have remarried and then single parenting so now it's 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 flipped on its head now that's tough yeah so uh we live in a different day so that's why i think it's important that we discuss topics like this that we can help uh a generation from now who knows if somebody can watch this video 15 years from now you know absolutely. absolutely yeah so it's important that we put this kind of content out there uh if you aren't aware of having emotional incest with your child how do you recognize it there's many ways so a lot of like honestly when you're involved in it sometimes it takes someone outside of that enmeshment right you're involved in it a lot of times our behavior isn't there's nothing wrong with it because it's not impacting anybody but the moment it impacts somebody that's when it's brought to our attention right so sometimes we're not going to say oh ding 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 i'm having an emotional incest relationship with my kid let me cut that out um because a lot of people don't have that insight right a lot of people don't they're doing it so they don't realize that it's something inappropriate with it um, I feel like the way that you know is, or the way that you can recognize it in other people, cause maybe you have a sister that is a single parent. So you want to make sure that she's not raising the kids, you know, in an inappropriate way. So, um, a lot of times you will hear a mother say, oh, that's my best friend, right? Referring to her kid. That's my best friend, right? Um, a lot of times that parent will, um, lack boundaries and talk about adult conversations and adult topics with the child, right? Saying things that the child is not emotionally uh, mature enough to handle. Um, like you said, uh, an uh, 11 year old babysitting the two. One. So you would notice that the mother puts a lot of responsibility on, you know, on that single child. Um, you would also notice if a mother is also showing that one child favoritism and kind of allowing that child to get away with things that they shouldn't get away with, because in their mind, this is my best friend, this is my buddy. Um, and just the the child being just inappropriate and that the parent not disciplining the child because they, they feel like they're they're their peers so mm -hmm. it's it can be a lot of um emotional um incest going on if you notice certain behaviors like the child is very very mature for their age so mm -hmm. sometimes you can start looking at that dynamic that way yeah because you do see the parents that's like invested so heavy in their kid that that part too yeah right they too. because there's there's healthy parenting right and there but is. then there's this part where they just cross the line like right. this my girlfriend or this right. is my you know 
and they it, know all the business. They yeah. know everything that's going on. They're, you know, oh, what about Johnny? And what about the, and they're like really involved in the child's life. And it's inappropriate. Like you're an adult. You should, you know, get your own friends, you know? So it can <laughs> yeah. be, it can be very, you can see it too. It, it can be very inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I've, I've seen that before where kids, mm-hmm. they're like 11 and 12 and they talking about stuff. I'm just like, yeah that's that's it grown people talk goes to a lot but they think that they're in a little adult you know mm-hmm. yeah oh my god uh how can a parent break the habit of of emotional incest what, what does that look like how could they break it okay because now they 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 you know somebody was able to talk to them and recognize now it they're yeah. aware. they they watch this video so they're aware now <laughs> yeah um, the way that you can break it is through uh, therapy, just, you know, having someone that is non-biased that you can speak to about maybe some of your concerns and what your needs are and just speaking with another person that can help you help maybe provide some of that emotional support, right? Mm-hmm. Um, another way that you can help it is by getting adult friends making sure that you have a good girlfriend or a good guy friend that you can, if you having, if you're having emotional concerns or you need someone to chat with or to talk with or to hang with that you're doing it with another adult, you know, that's going to be very, very important. And just making sure that you set clear boundaries with your children, right? Your children aren't your friends. They need to have discipline. They need to have boundaries. Um, You shouldn't be keeping secrets or telling them, hey, keep this secret for me. Um, It's just really creating healthy boundaries for your kids and allowing your kids to um, create their own identity, right? Not you telling them and controlling every aspect of their life because they need to do exactly what you are telling them to do. You know, it's respecting their boundaries and respecting them as little individuals they're not their father right they're not you know somebody that you miss and as much as they may look like their father they're (laughs) not their father so you cannot just replace the dad with the kids so it's just being aware of that and seeking those emotional needs through um your adult relationships that's the the biggest thing Mm -hmm. yeah because i i know moms they they love their boys Mm -hmm. you know love them love them to pieces (laughs) but but they're going to be someone's man right Right. and hopefully you want them to be a good man right Mm -hmm. you you want to feel proud that they are you know now taking over a household in an in an appropriate time and space right and for me my biggest thing is I want my kids to be kids I don't want them to be my man. I got, Mm. you know, people that I can fulfill those needs with. I don't want them to feel like they have to come and save the day. And I think sometimes with with boys or with children, they're naturally going to want to help out, right? Um, My son is like, mom, because I'll tell them, turn the lights off, turn the lights off. I'm that that mama, turn the lights off. (laughs) And my son is like, well, how much is the light bill? I want to help you pay the light. I'm like, no, 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 no. I got that. You don't worry about that. You just be a kid. You run around and play. You keep right. your dollars to yourself, but I do want to make sure I create clear boundaries. Mommy is an adult. Mommy is handling this. You be a kid. You play. When you become an adult, you can take care of mommy then. <laughs> yeah, right. But for right now, you your only job is just to go to school and to be happy. That's it. Mm, yeah, that's good. And kids deserve that, right? Yes, absolutely. They, they deserve it, you know. Um, and unfortunately, we kind of 
live in a day where everybody is so friendly that there there are no boundaries and you're just like oh my god you almost worry about the next generation you know but uh yeah how how do you how do you parent and and this is something because as I was doing research on you and uh preparing for the show how do you balance all of this like you got businesses you got podcasts Mm-hmm. you work you you're a mom of two boys how do you how do you balance that because i'm i'm struggling and i'm i have a wife with three kids and i'm on i'm on the struggle bus so Listen, you 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 popping those videos out though i'm i'm very proud of you you're doing it thank you thank <laughs> you. Ask you how do you do all these videos um i drink <laughs> a lot of wine no i'm just joking um no <laughs> i love red wine by the no, way no. I, I enjoy it recreationally, but no, um, I try to balance my life out. I really, really try to balance my life out. Um, and balancing your life is making sure that you prioritize your needs first. So, you know, I'm the self-care bestie. I am just a huge advocate for self-care, right? So I make sure that I take care of myself first. The kids, I'd be like, y'all going to sit down while I go and take this bubble bath or why I go and relax for a moment if I need to do that. Um, I read a book recently. It's called the 5 a.m. Club. Mm-hmm. Revolutionized my whole life, you know? Um, and the concept is basically you wake up at 5 a.m. in the morning, which is very hard for a lot of people. But if you want to be the best, you have to do something different. So I wake up at five o'clock in the morning. I exercise every morning. Um, I journal Um, in the morning, and then I do something inspirational. And what that does is it just sets the tone for your entire day. And I've noticed that since I've been doing that, my moods are happier. I can, I got a little more energy, you know, I can get some things done. Um, But there are some things that I just can't get done. And I, I am gentle with myself. I try my best, but at the same time, that laundry ain't going to kill nobody. Okay. (laughs) So it's just being realistic, but doing what you can when you can. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome because um, I was saying the other day, I put this on Twitter and I was talking about how uh, when my wife is with the boys because she's dropping them off at school and daycare. I'm working nights. I come home. I'm home by myself and I'm thinking, here's the perfect time for me to journal, mm-hmm. to uh, meditate, to yeah. uh, you know saturate the home with prayer before they even get home. So when they get home, it's a peaceful home because I don't already set the tone. There you go. Um, yeah right so yeah kudos to you for for that because I was just like it's a lot um I do have I have great family support you know I do have great family support I have a wonderful man that is just amazing he steps up and just helps me in so many ways um but I do think it's important to have Um, that village, because it does take a village to help you raise your kids and to, you know, give them a balanced life. Um, But also outsourcing when you can, if you can have somebody come in and clean the house, you know, sometimes I have somebody to come in and clean the house, you know, Um, it's something that's worth it. And for me, that's self-care. If I can get somebody to come in and clean the house, that's self-care for me, because that gives me time to be with my kids, right? Mm. Opposed to, you know, scrubbing the house all day and the kids are like entertaining themselves. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that to me, that's, that's the types of things that are worth it for me. Mm. Awesome. And and one last question, because I heard you say something and I'm just thinking, because to me, you're breaking all of, uh, I would say traditional, a lot of times when I hear things, 
mm-hmm. and, and and you're bold about it. So you said you put yourself first. Period. How? And and don't get me wrong, I I love it, and uh-huh. I wish moms would put themselves uh, because I was reading a book. I can't remember something about women and anger, and mm. she was talking about how she talked about how women are valued based on how deep they can love and what they can do for other people. So they're taught this from their mom. Like your value is in children. Your value is in a career opposed to you are valuable for who you are. Right. Um, that and, and that goes into the great debate of the feminine and the masculine energy as well. Because if, if you know, and I know you are around, so you understand um, the huge debate that's going on every single day on Twitter, which is the woman is just so masculine because she has to do all these different things. She can't stop all, this, all these different things. So um, I know for me, um, prioritizing myself is how I maintain and stay in my feminine energy. Um, I think that um, culturally, uh, our parents, as a Black woman, my mom has taught me to be independent and strong Black woman, right? And take care of myself and all these different things. And um, that 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 didn't help me, you know, um, growing up. I did that, right? And I was beat down, tore up, and just, just shot out, right? Um, but as I learned to say, I'm going to get my nails done. Mm-mm, I'm going to take care of myself um, and, and really uh, stood firm in that. That's when all of the blessings flowed, you know? My, like, people want to help you and they, they enjoy being there to provide different things for you and things like that. So um, putting yourself first can be a concept that a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, but, but what about your kids? What about those kids? Okay. Um, you cannot pour from an empty cup in, in your kids will benefit the most when you are happy, healthy, when you are thriving, when you are moving in your purpose, um, when you are at peace, when you have confidence, right? That's when you are your best self. That's when your, your marriage thrives because you're happy within yourself. That's when your children benefit from, oh, mommy's happy. Yeah, I'm happy. Come on, let's go and run around and play. But when you're beat down, busted and disgusted, there is no energy, right? You can't play with your kids because you're worried about something that happened last week at work. You can't have um, intimate conversations with your spouse because you're so wound up because you haven't went to the gym in three weeks and you, you're tired, right? Your body is, is sluggish, right? You're not healthy. So it's, it's, it sounds um, radical to say, put yourself first over the kids, put yourself first over your husband, over your spouse, over all these different things. Mm-hmm. But um, they benefit when you do put yourself first, right? And you benefit. I feel like um, nowadays we don't, we want to earn our leisure, right? We want to earn our rest. So it's like, I'm going to run myself down and now I can just sit down. But you're not, that's not a peaceful rest. You, you, you're in the hospital because your blood pressure is, is shot up to the sky because you haven't been taking care of yourself on a consistent basis. So that's why I'm so big on self-care. That's why um, I started my self-care business, Sweet Sugar Baby, because I understood um, after my husband died, I was like, it's really on me. If I don't take care of myself, my kids aren't going to have anybody. So Mm -hmm. I understood the importance and it's not just physically, you know, going to the gym, but it's making sure that mentally 
you are stable, right? Mentally, yeah. you, I got a psychiatrist, psychologist, you know, I got everybody on call. If, if something is going on with me, even mentally, I have someone that I can reach out to. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I feel like I've never been happier, right? I've never been as energized. I've never been as fine as I look now, you know, like I'm just, I'm on my A game, you know, but that's because it's all about me, you know? And when you um, make yourself a priority, even in relationships, your partner, they, they benefit from that and they honor that. Right. My, my boyfriend here, babe, I know you need to go to the, um, to get your nails done. Here you go. Like he honors that. Or if I call him and say, look, I'm beat down. He will come. Okay. I got the kids. You go and lay down. You don't worry about anything. I'm going to take care of this. And your job right now is to recover and to get some rest, right? But he understands that I prioritize myself. So if I need help, he's going to be there to, to provide it. So it's it's a beautiful thing. And I'm teaching my mom how to pro, how to prioritize herself. Like the roles have shifted. Um, but it, it has a lot to do with um, the feminine and the masculine and all of that thing, all those things as well. But it's also just understanding that you deserve it. You know, yeah. men and women, you deserve to be happy and whole. And just because you're married, that doesn't mean that you neglect yourself to now cater to your partner. You have to make sure that you are um, well enough so that you don't put the burden of you don't fail sick. Now they got to take care of you on top of the kid. You know, it's, it, it really, it benefits the whole household and it benefits our community as well. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That's a whole show. So yeah, it's a whole show within itself. <laughs> so much I want to say, we, but I'm going to save that for another time. Bring, bring me back. <laughs> yeah yeah i'm I'm going to bring you back for sure uh thanks again for having me as a guest on your show as well so uh let everyone know how they can get in touch with you shabani <sighs> okay i'm everywhere y'all so um you can find me you can find my holistic self-care business it is called sweet sugar baby and it's sweetsugarbaby.com and that's sugar without the r I'm from the South, so it's sugar down here, you know? Um, You can definitely tune into my podcast. My podcast is called Self-Care After Dark, and it is on Apple, it's on Google, it's um, on Anchor as well. Um, I haven't done video yet, but um, maybe one day. Um, And recently, um, I talked about it in my last episode, this, I, I created a daily journal I created a daily, this is, this is new. This is you, you're getting the exclusive. Um, and this is actually on Amazon right now. Um, it just, uh, went through the, the process with them and it's called a moment for me daily journal. And this is just a way that you can, um, document, um, on a daily basis. Journaling has, been amazing for me because it sets the tone for my day. So journaling is where I set my intentions. I write my affirmations. I can put what I'm grateful for. Um, and then I can also just write my goals and my dreams and all of those things on a daily basis. So it keeps you on track with what you want to be, who you want to be and how you want to present yourself to the world. So, um, this is brand new and it's, again, it's called a moment for me daily journal and it's on Amazon right now. And I'm super proud of it. Um, but I'm, I'm everywhere. Um, I'll send you my links, but I'm also on Twitter, uh, self-care after D one and sweet sugar baby, one sweet sugar baby on uh, Twitter. So come and follow me. Yes, for sure. Well, Brave Hearts community, you heard it here. Make sure you connect with Shivani, buy her products, 
Uh, she has a lot of great stuff going on. I'm glad to be connected to her as well because I'm only going to bring you the best on the Scary to Remarry show. So don't forget to hit the subscribe button. For those who haven't subscribed yet, share this video with a friend because this is a topic that's worth addressing. And don't forget that if you're listening to this via podcast that you leave a rating and review. And uh, if you do leave a review, I'll give you a shout out on the show as well. So this is Sean Heineman with special guest, Shivani Jones. And (laughs) (laughs) take care, people. Be blessed.